Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Jeff's going to have uh, a, a full tray of uh, football varieties you're not coming really, up. You're moment. not really any notes, just kind of a discussion, okay. football-related. Actually, this hour I do want to hit something that just came uh, across the, the wire at Hornets 24-7 this morning because I think you're one of the best people that I can get their take on this. So. Okay. Uh be sure to stick around for that as well, if nothing else. Uh, but uh, we had somebody asking, you know, where, where things stand with the Longhorns and and uh, chances win the Big 12. I would say they're mathematical right now at best simply because West Virginia keeps winning. Uh, they're, you know, they're 13-5 and five in the league, and they're going to be very, very difficult uh, to take out. Uh, what you hope from the Texas perspective is that they'll still at least have a mathematical shot to uh, – to win the Big 12 regular season title by the time the Mountaineers get here next weekend. This weekend, they're hosting Texas Tech at home, and they could, by the end of this weekend, already have mathematically eliminated Texas from being able to you know, overtake them in the Big 12 race. Oklahoma State and Kansas State will, uh, unless they both, well, they play each other this weekend. So one could be eliminated, one could still very much be in the race, depending on what else West Virginia does this weekend. The Longhorns uh, stayed in the race by taking two or three from Kansas, lost on Friday night. It was uh, a rare sight to see uh, Lucas Gordon not be on his game. It was his first loss of the season, and he struggled, uh, as Keith uh, Moreland said on the broadcast, with fastball command in the strike zone. Uh, on Saturday, he came back. Brilliant effort by LeBaron Johnson, Jr., and uh, a career-long uh, seven-inning outing for him, uh, a career-high 12 strikeouts. And as a result, by the way, he earned Big 12 Conference Pitcher of the Week honors. So he did tremendous. And then it came down to the Sunday game. And the Longhorns had not won a series this year when they dropped the first game. That had not happened. And so they went about it. And uh, for Texas, not only that, they had Dylan Campbell tying the school record for longest hit streak, 25 games in a row. He was tied. I know you remember this guy, Jeff, Michael Torres. You remember him from 2008 when uh, Michael Torres was playing the Texas. Yeah, everything Texas baseball for me from like 2000, let's say 2006 to like 2011 just kind of runs together. Yeah, right, right. Well, in 2008, Michael Torres had a 25-game hitting streak. Ironically, Michael's brother is on the current Longhorn team, Kate O'Hara. That's Michael's brother. But uh, Dylan Campbell tied with him for the all-time hitting streak record at Texas. And Campbell stepped to the plate in the top of the first. Jared Thomas had led off with a single. And then uh, there was a fly ball out to center from Peyton Powell. So there was one out. One on, and again, like we said, that since the game wasn't on the horn, you may not have heard how it all transpired. But this is uh, Keith Moreland and I uh, with uh, Dylan Campbell at the plate. Dylan Campbell batting 315, nine home runs, 32, nine home run, runs batted in, tied now for the University of Texas single season hitting streak. 25 games in a row. Campbell has safely come up with a hit. He squares to bun and takes a fastball for a strike. Nothing and one the count to Campbell. 5'11", 205-pound junior right-handed hitter out of straight Jesuit in the greater Houston area. D.C., two out of nine this weekend. One of the two, a home run yesterday in the fourth inning that extended that streak to 25 games. The stretch. And the 0-1. Swings here, and this one a sinking liner. That is going to fall in into the alley. 
Thomas around third. He'll be held there. Dylan Campbell now has become the University of Texas all-time consecutive games hit streak leader. His 26th game in a row that Campbell has come up with a hit. He got a slider up in the zone and put a charge into it. That that direction we talked about the ball was going to carry. And, uh, that's a heck of a accomplishment by D.C. Just keep adding on. It's consistent. Hitting streaks are so much about consistency, and he, boy, he's been consistent. So Campbell with the a brand-new standard for the University of Texas on hitting streaks, 26 in a row, and gets that right out of the way with a one-out double. Longhorns would go on to score a run in that inning, and uh, and then they, they trailed. They trailed 2-1, they trailed 3-2, and uh, then uh, turned it on, and they were – uh, up seven to three, and uh, and then uh, of course Kansas made a made a run at them. They got one run uh, in uh, the eighth inning, and then in the ninth they scored two, and it was seven to six. And it this wasn't a, a, a case, by the way, of not being able to to uh, throw strikes and hitting batters and walking batters. No, they got hits, and two of them were very unfortunate. Zane Morehouse, who's had all manner of difficulty of late, as we know. Came out and had a bam, 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 a one, two, three, eighth inning. He looked like the old Zane Morehouse. So he comes out to pitch the ninth. Back-to-back hitters hit line drives off of Zane Morehouse's legs. One the left, one the right. He has to leave the game. They were infield hits, but they were shots. So um, Andre Duplantier, who'd picked up a save on Saturday, came in and and got a strikeout of the leading hitter, Shoji Kojinaga, uh, Cody Shojinaga of Kansas. And that was out one, but then gave up another base hit. That got a run home. And uh, then there was another hit, and all uh, there was a uh, actually a fielder's choice ground ball out and a base hit. He cut it to 7-6. There were two outs. And uh, Boogie Whitehead came out of the bullpen, Ace Whitehead, and got a strikeout to end the ball game. So Texas got the win, 7-6. They win the series after the game. Uh, Keith Moreland visiting with Dylan Campbell, the all-time hitting streak leader at Texas. Thank you very much, Craig. Yeah, I am visiting with uh, Dylan Campbell. Now, first of all, get this done out of the West done way the first time up. Why don't you do that, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was, couldn't have planned it any better. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I was, I'm just going out here just playing the game, just trying to be myself and just do me. And I'm very fortunate enough to have uh, passed the record, which is good. And I'm just going to keep going, not change my mentality, just keep playing. You know, one of the things, you, you, you've been around here for a while. You've done a lot of different things. You've played in some infield. You've played some outfield. But what I want to talk about is your work ethic, watching you work on right field because they don't give a gold glove for college baseball, but if they did, you'd be my right fielder. Just talk to us about that work you put in out there as well. Oh, yeah, it's just an everyday thing, you know, with uh, Coach Longley, just working on different things like balls against the wall and, like, in the gaps and going back and forward. Like, it's just continuous work because, I mean, it's something that's hard to master, and I feel like just over the season we've been really working hard on it. And as you mentioned, I played infield. I feel like that gives me a little advantage out there with, like, transferring the ball and stuff and getting a good grip fast. But, yeah, just we've just been working a lot this year on that. I think you could play every position. How about pitch? Oh, I think I can do everything. Maybe <laughs> – Maybe not catch. Maybe not catch. DC, congratulations. Congratulations on being the all-time hitting streak record. That's a wonderful thing. All right, thank you. Yeah, uh, so it's 20. You think about all the great hitters that have gone through the University of Texas, including the guy who was interviewing him, Keith Moreland, one of the best of all time there in an All-American, and 
this guy's standing alone with a 26-game hitting streak and a great approach to it, Jeff. Uh, his average has gone up almost 100 points. I think it's 92 points. It's gone up since yeah. the streak started. Yeah. He was, he was hitting 229, so it started on the uh, the Saturday win over Tech in that series at home. At the close of business on that Friday game, he was hitting 229. He's hitting 321 right now. Wow. And and another guy whose average has really skyrocketed has been Jared Thomas since he started playing regularly, batting over 400 over the last month. Finally climbed over the 300 mark for the mm-hmm. first time. It happened over the weekend, and he, he had a great weekend. Uh, he was one of the nominees for Player of the Week uh, as well as for Newcomer of the Week, and I was surprised that he didn't get one of the two honors. Now, I understand Nolan Schubert of Oklahoma State. He, after all, he did hit two grand slams in the Sunday game and had a monster weekend in their series. It was East Tennessee State, but still in all, I understand him winning it. Uh, I was a little surprised Rock Riggio wound up winning Player of the Week honor. But anyway, uh, great honors there. Um, now, I know we get lost in the muck of, yeah. you know, the bullpen issues and, you know, somebody in the rotation is not going to have the the best day on a weekend. It's You haven't had all three guys, and all three guys have been different. You haven't had all three be on during a series, it seems like, in conference play. But lost in that are things like one of the real bright spots for this team is Jared Thomas moving to that leadoff spot. And he hasn't slowed down. Uh, you always wonder, especially with the young guys, how they're going to react to moving up and down the lineup. But it seemed like since they made that move, he's thrived. Yeah. Hitting leadoff. Yeah. And it, it seems like it's helped Eric Kennedy, too. EK seems like he's a little more comfortable hitting further down the lineup, and you can you can still balance your speed out up and down the order. So it's been it's been a good move. You know who else it's helped? Uh, and, and I didn't even think about this, but the, the coaches, this is why they think of these types of things. It's helped Peyton Powell. Because he was batting yeah. third, and he moved up to second, and David Pierce pointed out to me when he made this move, he said Powell was better in the two slot. Campbell's hitting wherever we put him right now. And he mentioned Kennedy with the struggle, so they moved him down, so they moved that to where Campbell would bat third, and it seems to have worked out well. Yeah, it's it's funny. Guy, and we've seen this, and I've talked to David about this. David's talked to us about this. A guy can hit, let's say he's hitting seventh, mm-hmm. right, and is really comfortable hitting seventh, and he's mm-hmm. doing well. Well, you figure, okay, he, maybe he's a speed guy, right? We want to move him into the two-hole, get some speed on base. And it just completely mind-Fs the dude. And, and some guys can handle, yeah. and, and I, you know, especially an older player like D.C., some guys can handle going up and down the lineup. Some guys, it's almost that perception of, okay, I'm in the four spot. I've got to mm-hmm. drive in runs. And then you start changing your approach. You start messing with everything that got you there, and then all of a sudden you're a hot mess. So it, it, it the guys that have switched spots in the order and have improved since then or they found their rhythm, It's that's a testament to those guys. Kind of the only guy that I don't know if you say he struggled because he's still hitting, what, 317. Porter Brown hasn't had uh, – didn't have a great series he just Kansas. had He just had his, uh, his streaks end – of his hitting streak was stopped at 13 on Saturday, and his on-base streak of 36 straight yeah. games ended on Sunday, to your point. Uh, and and Campbell now, obviously, with the hitting streak at 26, and he's reached base safely in 32, is it, or 33 straight games? I'll, I'll pull that Actually, out. I've got it. Hold on just a second. It's, I've it's, got it right here. If this I was thinking it was 32, but it might be 33. It is 32. Yeah, 32. 32. Okay. Because uh, uh, he, walk, he walked to that Friday night game against right. Tech. Um, but this offense, 
I mean, it's it's interesting. I like that's what some, why sometimes I like listening to the ESPN Plus broadcast to get somebody else's view of Texas and whether it's been Kansas or Oklahoma State. Our good friend Brian Haney. Yeah, everybody that's watched this team has said, look, when you look at Texas, just the pieces they've got offensively, this team can they can make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Just just looking at them offensively, I mean, they've got everything you could want. They can play the short game. They've got thump. They've got speed. Uh, it's just can you get the the bullpen situation figured out and and do to get through a regional. We talked about this all the time, Craig. It sometimes it's easier to get through a super if mm-hmm. you don't have deep pitching than it is a regional because that'll tax your bullpen. Do you have enough enough quality pitching depth? If I can talk right today to get through a regional, we still don't know yet. Uh, to your point, and we're going to hear David Pierce say this right now. The, uh, the thing about what they got from Travis Staley. On that, was Sunday. that was big. That was big. It's, it's, it's five and a third and got the win. It was as good a performance as he's delivered all season long. Anyway, here are the, the thoughts. Again, uh, joining Keith Moreland, this was uh, uh, David Pierce after the game. Every day in this game, you never know what's going to come. You come to the ballpark, Skipper, and you're not sure what you're going to get. First of all, really good job by Staley. And then the offense finds ways to just keep plugging along the entire ball game. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it was a great win for us. Win the series on the road, you know, stay in the hunt, uh, all those implications. But I just love the way our guys just continue to compete. We had a bunch of three one-run uh, innings that we scored, and we just couldn't get the big blow, and then we did. And when we did, it was just excellent uh, from short game to EK hitting the two-run homer. But uh, just a tremendous job. I think that's the best I've seen Travis Staley since he's been a Texas Longhorn. And I I, I think sometimes you you have to take a step back before can go forward and he did a good job of not feeling sorry for himself and going back to work and boy we we reaped uh the benefits from that today it was awesome establishment of the fastball in the strike zone is the first thing that you talk about and your staff talks about travis did that today that allows his other plus stuff to work yeah i thought even his misses he was all around the plate he started getting a feel for the slider and a feel for the change up and boy just pitched down in the zone to try to do anything outside of just repeating pitches and that's what we talk a lot about and i think you look back at lbj yesterday you know every guy gets confidence from that and then understanding that i've got the same kind of stuff or close to it but then get on attack and make them earn it and you know zane was really good in the eighth have you and, ever seen anything like that yeah i'm now i told the coaches i've never seen a ball hit back on the ground, back-to-back times to a pitcher, and I uh, have to go back and look at the film, probably in the middle, but still, I mean, he had good stuff, good slider, uh, and Drake did a good job, and Boogie, man. I mean, Boogie comes in and gets his one out against the left-hander with ice in his veins to win it. Yeah, I, I think uh, Texas baseball Twitter had tweeted out, Boogie man, <laughs> you got that uh, strikeout at the end of the ball I, game. I wonder, too, for Travis, though, similar deal, right? Like, sometimes pitchers... Some guys are comfortable being asked to go get those last three outs. Remember or, last or, or year he contributed la- or the, out of the yeah, pen. Or the last six outs. Some guys can do that. Some guys can some guys can start. Some guys can't come out of the bullpen. It's mm-hmm. just it's just, it's a mindset thing. Maybe this is kind of Staley's deal, right? I got because it almost seems like if he can piggyback a starter and be uh an extend a, a long relief guy. It almost seems like that four to five inning threshold, as long as he can keep his walks under control, it seems kind of like that's his sweet spot. Yeah, and and remember they went through that also with LeBaron Johnson. Yeah, and now LBJ seems comfortable 
in that middle game starting role there, and he he just looked tremendous. The cat uh, we were talking about Brian Haney, uh, the play-by-play voice for Kansas. He told me before the game Sunday that the Kansas coaching staff said that's the best pitcher we've seen all year. I don't I don't doubt it. And as it, on as he was, yeah. The other thing too, Craig is you know, and I think this is kind of what it, for I think it frustrated David Pierce last year. I think it it frustrates him this year. It's not like their arms. It's not like the guys lack talent. Mm-mm. You know, you've got whether you're talking about Staley, Morehouse, LBJ has started to figure it out. But all three of those guys, they're mid to high nineties with the fastball, and they've got a good a good secondary pitch they can go to. It's not a matter of stuff. Nope. It's a matter of the the six inches between your ears. Repeating the process. Yeah. That's what he's talked about lately. Repeat the process of what works. You know, one of the most maddening things is getting an 0-2 count on a guy and then can't get the put-away pitch because you can't repeat the process. Yeah. Overthink it or try, try to get too cute or whatever, and it winds up costing you. So there it is. Uh, they play UT Arlington tonight, uh, hopefully weather permitting. I think actually tonight may be okay. The, the non-conference series of San Jose State may be iffy weather-wise. We'll, we'll hope for the best on that. But you know, you know, you talk about repeating the process. That's one of the reasons why I love one of your broadcast partners that you work with at times on Longhorn Baseball, Nathan Thornhill. Mm-hmm. That that that's what made Nathan Thornhill so good. He mm-hmm. didn't Nate, Nate didn't overpower you with stuff, but it was the mechanics were repeatable. Pitch to contact, let the yeah. defense work, and just tr- trust your guys, trust your plan. Smart dude. Oh yeah, yeah smart. Former guy. high school quarterback too. Yeah, I, I like. I, anytime you get some of those guys, I like. Yeah. Smart guy, really uh, smart guy. Uh, so uh, tonight, six thirty, uh, seven game homestand to finish the regular season. They're home for the rest of the regular season now. One tonight, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, non conference against San Jose State as they rotate the open date in conference play around, and so. Uh, they'll they'll have that. There's a couple of big series: West Virginia hosting Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Uh, th- those two are ahead of Texas in the standings, and so it'll be important to keep an eye on those as well. All right, you had some football. Notes. You know what? I'll save it. This tidbit. We'll make this our flex segment for today because there's a tie in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll get to that coming up next hour.